Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cole. I'm Freddie Woff. Almost coming to you live. Almost. Because literally when we're done talking, <laughs> you're going to hear this in less than an hour. Damn. Damn. Now the pressure's on to say politically correct things. <laughs> now we're getting... <laughs> One of these days saying, um, and, uh, you know, and you know what I'm saying? Are going to become. Yeah. You sound like Rick Springfield, working class DJ on Sirius XM. Oh, is he really doing that now? Yeah, that's his whole show. He's got a whole show on XM. Well, Rick Springfield, working class DJ. He gets an, an hour a week. I think it's on every Friday night. Themed. You know, he goes through, plays like 10 songs, talks, <laughs> tells stories. So here's the premise, Rick. We want you to talk. We want you to talk. I love talking on the mic. Okay. Oh, that Rick Springfield. I So I was waiting to talk about a few. Music that was my groups. kickstart, by the way. Oh, did I not say Do you it? have Sirius XM? No, I'm just kidding. Is it, is it the 13th today? See, I'm, that is correct. I should figure that out because it, it's the day already. I'm living the, we are living the day. It is the 13th. We're in the day. So We're in the moment. A couple of kickstarts ago, I was making a crack about, this is about as fresh as a kickstart you're ever going to get. And uh -oh. it turns out to be out of the water. Hold my beer. <laughs> See, you could be on your drive to work right now. Listen to us live. No, could that? You could, could be. Because <laughs> neither one of us trusts with the stupid shit that we say. Not because no. we say anything to be canceled for. We just say something just, I'm still, I'm not listening to these guys anymore. I just realized they're stupid. See, because I cut out all the stupid. Mostly. Oh, most of the stupid. <laughs> oh, shit. 50% less stupid. <laughs> we have to give it a, a crazy 63%, right? You have to put that, that odd number in there. Sure. So it sounds like a real number. Yes. Otherwise, like, who says 50%? Come on. That, that's bullshit. It's made up. 63%. So music is always a big thing for us. And uh, there's two artists that I've talked about in this show a lot. And uh, Lord is one and churches is another. But also, sounds like you got a religious theme going on this week. What? No, lords and churches. <laughs> and we're not doing a lords of the new church. That's not what I'm talking about. So there, lords of the new church. No, it was <laughs> churches has a new album called Screen Violence. The third album, the third, the third artist I want to talk about too is Halsey, and her brand new record, <laughs> dude, it's called If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. And she did something that I never thought I'd see her do. She got Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross to be her producers for the entire record. Now she's got a very poppy trip, sometimes very trip hoppy type of musical style and a little more poppy with the previous record. But to have these guys come on, she had a billboard as you're shooting down, you know, the big billboard you have when you're shooting down Highland, right? Going into Hollywood. She had that billboard up and we're like, wait, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's the Halsey album, it was kind of, I, I was been waiting to talk about it because even though it's been out for weeks and churches and Lord have been out for, uh, the churches came out the same day as that did and Lord's a little bit older than that. But I just got the vinyls and I had time to listen to them. So and that's kind of really what I'm plugging. I'm just plugging the, the three albums, but I'm plugging them on vinyl because they do something, some really cool stuff. But the, but the, that Trent and Atticus produced record, it is Halsey with, I don't, it's not nine inch nail sounding, but it's definitely a grittier record from her, which is cool. They're just like with, you're seeing this a lot now. There are so many flavors of this vinyl. There's 
you know, you know how it is. Like this company's got an exclusive, this one's got an exclusive, and it's a whole series Shit, of different, yeah. different, you know, finity colors and stuff like that. It's pretty wild. Same thing that goes with with Lord Solar Power. That one's got a ton of of, of crazy releases. But she did the thing. Do you recall what the first Digipack CD was that came out when they went? They got rid of the long box and then, or it was remember it was a long box that you opened up and it folded into the case. What was that release? Do you remember that movie? Uh, there, what that was? Mm, it's I been don't. so long because it's been like thirty plus years since they got Dude, released. I, well, God, I remember when they used to. Well, remember they used to come in cardboard, right? Like a like a package that you would most of the times just rip open and like slide the CD out. And then they came in those. Then they started putting them in those long plastic things where you know people had to punch. You know, you had, can you please punch this out? <laughs> And you carry, you can carry like six of them at a time, like from the bottom, walk around the record store. My Prince car needs to be taken away around the world in a day. Around the world in a day. Yeah. I think I bought it on vinyl is why I wouldn't know that. It's same thing. It's the, I'm the same thing, but I, it, except the CD didn't come out when that, when that came out, the CD came out a couple of years later. Yeah. Like I don't in, think I, I don't think I ever owned it on CD. I think I've only ever owned it on vinyl and cassette. Because <laughs> I think when it came out, I had a, you know, my car that I had had a cassette player because it was before CDs. It was 85, right? That album came out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that, I didn't know what a fuck a CD was in. <laughs> right. I remember the, CD? First, the first CD I heard was, I think it was Billy Joel's Greatest Hits, that double album. I think that the was the one first. where he's on the front that has, You're Only Human. Yes. With, that. with Second Wind on it. Yeah. Isn't Second Wind. Second wind's when you fart, isn't it, Billy Joel? I just remember the video where he's like <laughs> trying to get he's that an angel. Dude, trying to get that guy from jumping off the off the bridge right. and it's like very it's very Frank Capra. Damn. That's pretty ballsy. Anyway. Now where are we going? You're talking about somebody else, and now we've we've launched into a Billy well, Joel because tirade. We're, because we're talking about Digipacks and Hall. I know, I'm kidding. And Lord had put out her new record. If you wanted a CD or but basically the main release was you get the CD case, but it, it really had just a download code in it. And it was this whole thing where she was trying to be environmentally sound. And yet there are like nine different versions of her vinyl out there. <laughs> so, uh, look, you know what? Artists can only do so much. You know, they'll, the, the record companies will bend a little bit. Like you want to release it like that? Sure. Okay. But you got to understand <laughs> we need to sell records to pay you. To, you know, to, to pay us for putting you in the studio for that long with Jack Andy. We're going to do what we're going to do. We'll still give you what you want, but, you know, all three records are really good, but there's something else that was really fun with the church's release because it's very themed in horror movies and everything, the ly- lyrically speaking and just the tone uh, on every release for the church's screen violence album. It says never sleep again on it, which I thought was pretty cool. I thought it was going to be unique because that was always something fun. Like when back the eighties, when we'd go pick up our vinyl, like we're just talking about like around the world in a day or whatever new release it was taking that album and sliding the, the end on your jeans to burn off the opening. This is a DJ move. I don't think everybody, everybody is really good. People get out like razor blades or scissors or whatever to open up their record. When you're a DJ, you would go by and pick up a, you know, 10, 15 releases on your way to your gig. The quickest way to open them is to grab it and rub it on your jeans, the, the end on your jeans three times to burn off the the cellophane, open it up and take the record out. You never took the cellophane out. I mean, almost every DJ like that was quick and dirty, get it on the, on the platter and play it. 
I think the majority of my records still have the cellophane on them. Most of them with the fucking original price tags on the outside, See, like, you know, it's the nice price. Yeah. You know, and you can tell where you bought it. Like if you bought it at a record store, if you bought it at tower or if you bought it at the where, or if you bought it at Jemco, Jemco, <laughs> uh, you know, all places where, you know, it's funny, man. Right. Like you, back in the day, you buy records wherever you didn't have to go. I mean, most of us, I went to record stores because that's what I did, but you could go to somewhere like Jemco. And it's funny because now I see Target has that very small vinyl section and it yeah. seems weird, but like 35 years ago, dude, you walk it. Jemco had a giant music fucking yeah. place yeah. and it was almost all vinyl then. Yep. Cause you know, so it's weird. Like when you, uh, all these, uh, outlets for buying vinyl now. And, and there's a reason why I think it's just, I mean, this kind of a trendy thing. I know a lot of younger listeners are just now getting into vinyl and stuff. And we've talked about that on the show before. And, I, and that's good though. But in the, you know, not all vinyls created equal just because it's 180 grams doesn't mean it's a, it's been properly cut, but you'll know. I mean, I was reading some articles about how they said some of the target exclusives like Halsey's that got, has an exclusive there as well as Billy Eilish's last record has an exclusive there. And Target gets a lot of exclusives and all it is is just, it's a color thing. They're really big on putting orange vinyl out. They did that with a Justin Timberlake album. That's kind of like their, their move. Someone says, I don't know what it is, but every time I get a something from, from Target, it's like the Target exclusive. It's like it, it doesn't sound good or it, not, not, my record skips. I'm like, maybe balance out your turntable or not use one of those suitcase turntables. It's just maybe just me. <laughs> Right. You're spending $25 on some vinyl so you can say, I have something on vinyl. Clean your needle. Clean your needle. Replace your needle. Get it. Did, I mean, dude, what are, what are those audio techniques? I have one sitting in the other room. You don't need a, you don't need a 1200. You don't need a, a turntable like that. You know, it's funny. Let me ask you a question. So like, when I get a new vinyl, no matter, I clean it before I play it. Like, Always. As soon as I take it out of the package, I clean it. Yeah. Because it's good. It's better for your needle. And it's also yeah, better for your vinyl. Totally. <laughs> it's needle life and your vinyl life. Cause you don't, yeah. I mean, you know, there's always something on it. Like, it's not like, Hey, I just rip it out and put it on the thing. <laughs> Speaking of weird, like vinyl, dude, I realized I ordered the new Duran Duran record. I know. Future past uh -huh. like in May. I know and it's still, it's, it's still not. like six weeks away. And I was like, I almost forgot. I bought it. I was looking it up because I, for some reason in my head, I was thinking it was September. 20th or something like that and yeah, not October I thought it was 25th. like next week. That's what I thought. I wanted to say, and you know, next week is going to be, I thought we were going to be talking I'm like, oh, just in my head, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just talk about it next week. And then I was double checking stuff for today to talk about these three titles. And I'm like, wait, October 25th. Why the fuck did you put on invisible so damn early for? I realized why, because if you've heard the, the, the last two releases, they sound not, not more like that. They, I, I'm just wondering if maybe they just went back in and completely remixed the record. Um, well, I don't think they were. Yeah, I don't. I feel like the record. I feel like the record wasn't finished. No, they, I agree. When they, you know, and I, I don't know if, uh, you know, if they needed money to finish cutting. The, I don't know, man. Don't know. Or it's, it's like Tesla. It's like that old thing. Hey, you want a car? Give us a thousand dollars. Yeah, and get on a list. You know, and, uh, and uh, we'll we'll get you a car soon, someday, <laughs> someday, someday we'll get you a car. And yeah, I mean that, that that's kind of I'm, I'm the same way. Um, I always get out my uh, my cleaner, you know, the cleaner. I don't ever use the liquid. I've never I stopped using the liquid years ago. Yeah, I don't have a nitty nitty gritty record cleaner because those things are expensive. 
I mean, I should get one, honestly, considering, you know, I'm building my collection back up. And if I get back, if I uh, get a chance to talk to my uh, my old uh, buddy I used to DJ with, he's got almost all of my DJ titles. Because I want to get them just to digitize them because there's so, even with all these streaming areas and things like that, there's lots of stuff that I don't have anywhere else that were only on the vinyl because you just can't, lots of 12-inch singles and things like that that you just are never going to see the light of day digitally. If they were going to, we would have seen them by now. These re-releases, if you're into pop music, cool. The Halsey one is a little bit more edgy, and which is expected considering who produced it. Um, you know, guys, I love churches. It's like if you look at the avatar on the Twitter account, that's churches. So it's like it, it's a big, to me, it's a big, I, I love the shit out of them. They have a throwback sound. And um, anyway, so good. I, I wish we could say like, oh, and by the way, Duran Duran's coming out next week, but you're six weeks away, as you said. <laughs> Yes, but those, dude, but those other two singles are fucking rad, dude. I mean, seriously, I can't wait for the record. But they're doing that thing that they they do with a lot of current artists, young current younger artists, and they're putting out tons of singles. But like that, Billy Irish, there's like four of the eleven songs were out before the album ever came out. And to me, that just seems like excessive. Okay, you do one. Everyone was just speaking of our old vinyl days when we were teenagers. That was it, man. You got one single. Most of the time, it was like a week before. The- Make before the fucker came out and the single wasn't purchasable. It was just the video. Right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird, it's a weird thing. And with streaming and downloads, selling records is, is far more difficult now and for making money for the record companies. That's why they don't give any money for streaming because they, they've lost at just like movie studios. They've lost their DVD Blu-ray window for the most part. You know, yeah, they still sell records. Yeah, they still sell Blu-rays, you know, that kind of vibe making the comparable. But yeah, it's tough to come by, man. It's uh, for for the, I mean, I don't feel bad for them. It's just that that's why you see these changes in the business. But why put out four singles? I have no idea um, before release. And then, you know, since we're six weeks away, I mean, I got to think they're going to sneak in another one, right? Another drain. Well, it's, it's, it seems like it. I mean, it's weird. It's like even back in the day, dude, like, you you know, you maybe you got... Fuck, I don't know. I don't remember ever getting more than two singles released before an album came out. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that was back when people still bought albums. Yeah. Before, you know, Steve Jobs ruined the music business. (laughs) Uh, It's true. I don't think you're in this. I think that was more, I still lean on Napster. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying like, you know, once you could just, once, uh, hey, let's just buy singles, you know, it's albums went out the window. I mean, most of my, a lot of, I'd say nine, I'd say 80% of stuff I love on albums is stuff that was never singles. And if, if, if I grew up where I would just download a song, I would fucking know half the shit that I know. It's weird. Yeah. That's just sure. my old, old man bitch for the day. <laughs> Did you watch Malignant? Uh, I did not. I didn't uh, watch it. I ended up watching. Uh, I told you I watched Kate. Yes. Uh, on Netflix instead. So we, we, we you know, you'll we'll, now we have to flip. So you can watch Kate, and I'll watch Malignant. I go. wanted to watch it last night. I just ran out of time. I was like, ah. We weren't going to talk about it anyway, other than hey, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. We, we weren't. It was really supposed to be just a kind of a closing kind of thing. I watched it once, and then I watched it again. And in between that, I read an article with James Wan on an interview with him on Bloody Disgusting. And before I watched it the second time, like I said, the interview gave me a lot of um, a lot of credence to the thoughts I had about the f- movie the first time. 
I'm like, oh, okay. Then I was, then I was in the right mind there. And the, I, I, I recognized the choices that you made. And then the second watching was like my, I enjoyed the movie for the, first, for the most part, but when I saw it a second time, I'm like, oh, I get this movie now. I totally get this movie now. I get what's, what he was going for. And then, then I loved it because I, all the things I liked about it were confirmed of, of what it was that he was going for. And then I was kind of like, good. Okay. Then I did read that right. Cause it's not, it's like I said, and to you, and, and, and I guess after do some reading, I found some other people saying something similar. And I was, I was surprised at how almost it was like word for word. The things I said to you I was like, it feels like a movie that I would have like, Ooh, look at that cover. One of those shitty, you know, and indie horror movies that we've talked about on the show. Like everybody that grew up in that time knows what right, like unnameable. About. Yes. <laughs> what, that whole back lid creature and everything like that. Yeah, Dude, totally. It's like, see, I can say that right away. You know what I'm talking about? People that know that cover know that cover. It, this is what it feels like. It felt like that kind of movie. I'll probably watch a couple more times before then. Cause you know, like suicide squad, I'll like there was just more things I wanted to catch and find in it, but like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I was hoping that I was hoping that Malignant was going to lean into the nine seven six evil of it all, but I don't know about that. But I do like that. I do like the key art a lot, and I like the trailer. So yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into that. I might get into it today. Yeah. You know how like when they had like that Psycho Gorman come out, or better yet, Turbo Kid. Mm-hmm. When Turbo Kid came out, and everybody had that you know that flashback to VHS basically an R-rated version of a VHS movie we've seen on VHS of, of a kid's movie kind of thing. And it's so, but the difference is as much as I like Turbo Kid, it looks too clean and too pristine. You know, it doesn't have that, a vibe to it. And I'm fine with it. It's good. I love the shit out of it. I can't love Michael Ironside, but this is something different. It looks more, more, more modern as opposed to something that was maybe shot in 84, 85, 86. But it still works it, where it works is it's, it's the tone and what James Wan was going for. And I like it a lot. I can't say more about it without talking about it. And when I was at work last night, uh, talking with my coworker, Kim, she's like, she never like going, right, we have to wait for people to leave so we could talk about the movie. And, and then some people left and we were like, it was funny because I see far more movies than she does. And for her to, like say similar things that I said and it was just it was funny how how it gets interpreted in a similar fashion even though you have very different uh your movie ecosystem is a lot different anyway it's a lot of fun it's out if you can see it safely in a theater I don't know I I I, this is one thing I said when it ended I was glad I didn't see it in a movie theater I can't really explain that unless you've seen it what I mean by that but some people say oh you have to see horror movies with the full crowd I'm like this isn't one of those like I said to me, there's a certain comfort about the movie and why it feels like something I would have pulled off the shelf at, at a video store and played it at home in my VHS, right? Yeah, exactly. And because of that, you're used to sitting on the couch by yourself. Right, eating popcorn and smoking weed. Yeah, to me, Bong hits. because it's that kind of movie, that fit better for me. And I don't, now, now that I've seen it a couple of times, would I go see this on, at a midnight screening? Fuck yes, I would. Were you, did you go see Evil Dead with us? I can't remember if you were there or not. I did not go. Okay. I saw, I think I, well, no, I, cause I saw army of darkness in Texas when I was there. Oh yeah. You know, I went and saw, yeah. You only met up with, with Joe and I for, for Mandy. No, we went to see yeah. Mandy. Right. And then we, and then you and I went to see, uh, 
maximum overdrive. Because yeah, when we saw Evil Dead Two, our friend Austin Bosley had to leave because the people in the back were laughing at the movie, but not laughing at the movie the way we laughed at the movie. The things in the movie, they were laughing at the movie. You know, and you know what I mean. It's a different kind of. They're mocking. I'm like, we just stay home and mock it. Get your fucking edibles and stay home and mock it. Don't fucking ruin it for people. It was that kind of <laughs> kind of thing. But this has that kind of similar vibe in that some people are laughing at it and not laughing with it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Dude. Anyway, so there. It's funny. I was uh, was saying to somebody the other day, I, I'm not a giant fan of Evil Dead, mm-hmm. the first one. I mean, I can I, 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 I like it for what it is, but I, I, I don't ever sit down to watch it. But I do want, I do pull out two and Army of Darkness. Yeah. At least once a year to watch them because they make me laugh because they're just so fucking stupid. But the first one, I don't know, man. It, you know, I appreciate what it is, but I just don't ever find myself wanting to watch the original Evil Dead. Yeah. It, there, there's something to be said about it. It, it feels a lot of ways. It feels like someone taking their short and making a feature film. Yeah. Which is what Evil, Evil Dead 2 feels like. It's like, right, I got some money now. Let's. It's not right. Let's just revamp it. What, what was the other? What was the other movie? It's not really a part two, but really just a remake of of the original. In that it's because that's what it is. It's a, it's yeah. A it's totally. It's not. It's, there, it's not a part two. It's no. just we we've got money and we're going to do it this time. Right. <laughs> I also find I you know Dead Alive is another movie that it's hard for me to watch really? these days. Like. Yeah, I can't watch it. And it's just, I feel like it's like, I don't know. I appreciate what it is. And I appreciate the time that there was a time when I loved it. But like, I tried to watch it a while back and I just got, I was like, eh, I don't care. Weird. I think maybe I, I can visit more of the 80s stuff more. I think Dead Alive may suffer from that thing where it was completely over the top of the time. And I think because maybe because it's lit so well. I, mean, that, I was talking about with, with Turbo Kid. Maybe because it's lit so well, it's, it's kind of. I think it's, uh, yes, it doesn't have like the 80s because it's a 90s movie right. and it doesn't have, and it, and it is over lit, I think, is probably one of the things that bugs me about it. You know, it makes me, it, when I watch it, I just want to watch other movies like Mausoleum or Dead and Buried <laughs> or, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think, I think Peter Jackson too was going for a, all right, well, I'm going to out Evil Dead Sam Raimi here. That's yeah, what he totally. Did. And he did. It's yeah. it's effective at that time, man. Like, go remember that? You would you would go to like to Blockbuster and you turn over the, the box and you'd see that it was the R rated version. And I'm like, you guys suck. Where's the unrated yeah. version? <laughs> right, totally, dude. I mean, like, there, there's that movie, and I, I loved that movie for a long time. I turned a lot. Of, I used to make. I used to fucking talk about it. And I'm sure people were like, "Fuck, all right, I'll see it just so you shut up." Right. But uh, <laughs> that, and then, uh, do you remember Black Sheep, dude? I love Black dude. Sheep. It's such a stupid movie, it but is. it's so good. Yes. From that same time period. Well, not same time period, but it, same I put tone. it in the same class. I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> when I first heard about Black Sheep, I'm like, wait, the, do you mean the Tommy Boy remake? <laughs> that one? And then when I saw it, I was like going, oh, you fuckers, this is great. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Well, dude, look at that kickstart. Boom. Nothing to talk about. Bullshit. I got it. I got We have to get off so I can edit this and put it out. <laughs> Cut it, man. I'm, look, I'm, going for 10, I'm going for 10 o'clock PST fresh. here. Right. It's fresh like cool in the gang, motherfucker. <laughs> let's, let's celebrate. Yo, uh, celebramos in Spanish. <laughs> hey, it's Monday the 13th. Is that it? Does that mean anything? 
Does that mean anything? No, it doesn't mean shit. No, it means uh, that it means that Friday was the tenth. Friday was the tenth. Yeah. That's all it means. All right, man. Well, cool. All cool. right. So if you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at Karate Pod or Instagram at Karate Pod. Or if you want to follow us on Letterbox, I'm at Corey underscore Culp. Or if you want to support the show on Patreon, thank you, Patreon supporters. That's patreon.com slash KITG podcast. If you like to follow me, you can follow me at Mr. Happy Face at letterbox.com. That's Mr. Happy Face. Or you might still find me at Tom Cody, I would imagine, at letterbox.com. Thank you. Again.